Please enjoy this sport bloke segment from an upcoming or recent episode. Well, maybe we'll just transition straight through is because I was watching the Adelaide 36ers and I've wanted to watch as much Josh Giddy as I can of late. And I've done a lot of binge watching. <laughs> I reckon I've probably seen a two thirds of their, of their games now this season. The only team I've seen more is the Wildcats, who I, of course, support. And that's because Josh Giddy has nominated for the NBA draft, which comes as an absolute surprise to no one. Yeah. I thought he already had, to be honest. I yeah, didn't well, even realize. <laughs> So, yeah, you're right. Not too long until the playoffs begin. And obviously the fade for Cade, as a lot of people are calling it, which is <laughs> basically people tanking to try and get the draft rights to Cade Cunningham. That, that is well and truly hit another level. But, yeah, we did want to focus on Giddy. He's all over the place on these boards. One minute you look, he's 20th. The next minute he's 11th. Then he's 13th. Then he's 25th. You just you don't know where he's going to land. They talked about the Raptors being interested in, in, in him at, what, 7th or 8th, if that's where they end up. So That would be huge. It would. That would it be would. huge. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen in the last few days him at 11 to play with Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal and the Washington Wizards, and then 13 to play with the Splash Brothers and Draymond Green in Golden State. It's hard to know until the season's done, of course. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I guess the question is, what do people who don't know much about Giddy need to know? You've mentioned it yeah, a lot. So. Yeah, that's, that's kind of why we wanted to talk about it, because I have seen a lot of things on Twitter and a lot of people in the States knocking him, and I'm, and I'm surprised that... I don't know if it's xenophobia per se, but they tend to really deride the international players and not give them any credit. And when we think about lately, guys like Luka Doncic, the Bogdanovich boys, uh, Kristaps Porzingis, the list goes on and on. Ben Simmons even, you know. If you go back further, guys like Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, internationals have dominated long enough. Kim Olajuwon going back to the 90s. I mean, some crazy good players. So, So people seem to knock him, I think, just because he's international. We thought we'd we'd uh, talk about it a little bit because we have seen it and we wanted to, to provide a bit of context and provide a bit of information, I guess, to those people that haven't had a chance to see him play. And look, I've been really bullish on him from day one. I honestly do believe he's the real deal. It's not just because I'm Aussie. And for those that have listened to us will know that I'm not convinced about Mojave King. I'm not convinced about Harry Froling either. So I'm not just talking him up because he happens to be from my country. I try to be as objective as possible. I really don't think those two will make the NBA. I don't know how you feel about those two. I probably agree. Um, but But I'm bullish on Giddy. I really think that if he'd played college in the States, he could quite possibly be close to a top five pick. Now, the general consensus is that the top five is pretty locked in. And then from there, he'll probably go somewhere between sixth and 15th. I think he could go as high as sixth. And I'd be surprised if he drops out of the lottery. And that's because he just has the things that you can't teach. Before I get there, though, I wanted to give a few pieces of context. So first of all, he's only 18 and a half. He's not actually turning 19 till October. So that's nearly six months away. So he's nearly a full year younger than the Cade Cunninghams, uh, Jalen Suggs, a lot of these guys that are projected in the lottery. So he's got another year of development and growth to, to go. He's playing in a man's league. Every time you hear experts talk about the NBL, they always talk about how physical it is. I've heard Jay Billis mention it on broadcast before. Jonathan Giovoni mentioned it on the NBL podcast with Liam Santamaria the other day. So he is playing with men. He is playing with guys that like pushing people around. It's not a cupcake league, as our friend Corey Homicide always says. He leads the league in assists, a league that was the last stop for LaMelo Ball before he came the number three pick. One little thing I will say about that as well, he's actually on track to record the most assists per game since Darnell May in 2004-2005. Wow. 
And obviously we have to remember that was a 48-minute game back then. And this is another piece of context that we need to give people. So a lot of people are looking at his stats and they're comparing them to Lamelo's as well. The NBL has followed FIBA rules for quite some time now. And so they're only 10-minute quarters. So there's eight less minutes than an NBA game. And that is a really important context. So when you see what's what's his assist, he's at like 7.6? 7.67 as of yesterday. Yeah, and that's in a 40-minute game league. Yeah, so if you extrapolate that out to a 48-minute game, takes it up to about nine points something, which, you know, if you're talking NBA comparisons, that would put him in the top. Two, yeah, two well, nine assists a game is pretty bloody good. It's, yeah, it's yeah. And, he, and he's been getting more than 10 a game, nearly every game for over a month. So he's been improving as time has gone on, which is why he's rising in these draft boards. But the Lamello thing provides an interesting yardstick at a time when there is a lot of attention here in Australia and New Zealand for the NBL. Incidentally, I saw RJ Hampton had 16, 10 and 7 for the Magic yesterday. He's probably going to be a big benefactor from being traded to a oh, yeah, fairly average team. Definitely. But... He's getting more opportunity. And speaking of, Jason Tate, who played for the Sydney Kings here last year, he's averaging 11, 5 and 2 over there in the NBA for Houston. And again, crap team, you know, good opportunity. Yeah. But these are blokes that have played in the NBL recently. So if you look at their stats, you can give some sort of comparison. So, so age is a really important context. The length of quarters is a really important context. Pedigree is really important too. So his dad, Warwick Giddy, played for the then Melbourne Tigers in the league, was, you know, not a superstar player by any stretch of the imagination and a similar height. So they're both about 6'8", but he was a big guy. He was one of the best role players, though, that the league has seen. In that's terms right, of yeah. He knew what he was doing. And, and he, rebounds, set screens. That's right. Set hard screens, grab rebounds, do all that kind of workman stuff. And I've heard Andrew Gaze say, and again, Andrew Gaze is really bullish on Giddy too, which I think is, is something to keep in mind because Gaze has been around the NBA obviously played for the Spurs, but he's got a lot of contacts there and he's stayed involved with the Aussies and the Americans who have been in Australia coaching over there as well, guys like Brett Brown and stuff. So he's pretty switched into the NBA. So he's been really bullish on Giddy. And he said that his dad, Warwick, has never let him get a big head. He's always kept him grounded. And you can see that in interview and he doesn't seem like an arrogant guy. And indeed, maybe that's one of the knocks. <laughs> maybe he could be a little bit more selfish. Yeah. But but that's that's really important context, I feel, for people. So he's been he's lived and breathed basketball since he was born, basically. It's it is interesting that you say that about the needing to be a bit more selfish sometimes. And I do look sometimes at the amounts of shots that he's taking, and even sometimes the types of shots that he's taking, he may need to sort of temper the three ball a little bit. Yeah. He's not an amazing shooter. No, his stats, his percentages aren't great, are they? But at the same time, I think that's what's held LaMelo Ball in such great stead over in the NBA is that he is very much a pass-first point guard. Yes. And I think a lot of people will want him to be that. Yes. The other thing, though, I guess if you look at it, he's had the triple-doubles. He's had, I think, two of the last three games. Well, the first Australian to ever get two back-to-back triple-doubles in the NBL. So absolutely, yeah, at age 18. So he's had seven double-figure rebounding games this season. He's had another three with eight or nine. The only thing I guess that really worries me is his turnovers. So I didn't check them in yesterday's game, but I know he had 17 in the previous three games combined, which kind of gets lost in the triple-double talk. Yeah, and look, I'll tell you what, for the second triple-double, if his teammates had hit open shots, he would have had about 20 assists. Brandon Paul alone missed five or six open shots. Yeah, but look, I mean, he's going to be a great addition to any team. And the coaching that he'll get over there in America will be Second to none, obviously. So he's going to get a lot more work done on you know, how to back smaller opponents in, what to do with your positioning, your body, all of that sort of stuff. And one of the knocks is his body, and he is very skinny, but that's something that can be easily fixed with 
again, NBA nutritionists, he's get the absolute best of the best, creme de la creme preparation with his own personal chef and everything, yeah. get in the weight room. So I'm not too worried about that. He's probably the same size as Lamelo Ball. Let's be fair. Yeah, well, that's right. So, that's right. Yeah, and and the knocks, I guess, with with the percentages and the turnovers. I mean, it's not unusual for an eighteen year old. It's it's not all that surprising that an eighteen year old starting in a man's league would shoot a little bit worse than. I think his mechanics are good. Do you see any problem with his no, mechanics? No, mechanics are fine. Yeah, so so I think you're right. I think maybe he does look for the three ball a little bit too much. I wonder if that's because he's been told to show the scouts that he has range because mm. he is capable of hitting it. He's at 31%, so it's not hideous, but it's just not that good. The reason I'm so bullish on him is that he has the things that you can't teach. So he sees the floor beautifully. He has excellent poise. He has A-plus basketball IQ. He's an elite passer and playmaker. He's capable of a pinpoint full-court pass for a score, as well as a little flashy behind the back or over the shoulder. He does what a point guard should do. He controls the pace. He throws a good entry pass to a big man, which, you know, should be a given. But (laughs) Josh Richardson, for example, couldn't throw an entry pass to a big guy to save his life. He's a lost art. And, and... Although people have knocked his athleticism, it's it's not an F-grade athleticism. He's sneaky athletic. Yeah, so, so he's not a great one-on-one defender. I think that's partly because of maybe a lack of strength, but he plays the passing lane superbly. And I've seen him take a steal all the way for a dunk. I've seen him come from the weak side and have some pretty impressive blocks. So, okay, he's not the most athletic guy in the world, but if you've got two guys in front of you, one of them's a B-grade athletic player, but A-plus you know, basketball IQ, and the other is an A-plus athletic player with a B basketball IQ, at the point guard position, you're probably going to go for the guy with the better IQ. And if this is what he's like now at 18, I hate to think what he's going to be like at 25. It's scary how good he can be. Mm. And then I guess the only other thing, a lot of people are looking at the stats and saying, oh, LaMelo averaged five or six more points per game. There's more context to add there too. Lamelo was handed the keys to that team on a pretty average team, let's face it. Very average. And expected to do everything. And I dare say the LeVar ball, his dad probably had a bit of influence. You're only He's only coming to play for your team if he gets to basically do it all. Well, it's easy to forget that Aaron Brooks was the other big name on that team. And, and he did his ACL fairly early in the season. Exactly. Basically, yep. as you say, meant that that was Lamelo's team. Yep, yep. Whereas Josh is playing with, okay, they're not in playoff contention completely they could still get there it's going to be a little bit touch and go but he's playing with guys like Daniel Johnson who just played his 350th game and has been a perennial all NBL team player he's playing with Isaac Humphreys who's played in the NBA and would like to get back there he was he was with the Atlanta Hawks and obviously he was a Kentucky Wildcat and also he's playing with Brandon Paul who once played in the NBA as well and he wants to eat, he wants to get his own so it's a very different situation. I think if you put Josh Giddy on that Hawks team from last season, he probably would have had identical numbers to Lamelo. He would have scored an extra five or six points a game. Easy. So we're very bullish on him. We do think he'll be an excellent player. The defense is going to be a little bit iffy, but the the offensive capabilities, and as I say, the things that you can't teach, that's what really makes him a special player for mine. Yep. Oh, I think any team would be very, very lucky to have him. And I think there's a lot of guys that will be watching him very, very closely. And, and I think the other thing is the fact that it's something that Liam Santamaria brought up on NBL Overtime was the fact that he's actually still playing. 
you know, all of these guys finished months ago when the NCAA tournament. Yeah, finished, that's right. Yeah, and he's been playing right through, so he's still a lot fresher than these guys. So, yeah, I think well, and he also has an opportunity to impress. He'll be fresher in their minds because it's happened more recently. Yep. Yeah, he will be a great pickup. He will. Thanks for listening to this Sport Bloke segment. Why not listen to the full episode and check out their Twitter at Sport Blokes.